So then, you know, the light was clearly green. I started walking. He skidded and went right into my hip. Oh, that's so terrible. That's so terrible. I mean, how can people be so stupid? Just sickening. You want a Gigi fruit? No, thanks. So when do you think you're going to get out of here? Where did you get those? At the movies. Didn't the theater manager give you the message? I was in the hospital before you went in? Yeah, he did. Then when did you get those? Right after that. So you heard that I was in a car accident and then decided to stop off for some juji fruit? Well, the counter was right there and... I um... would think under the circumstances... It would have sent you running out of the building. Apparently, it didn't have any effect on you. No, no, it does. If you got into a car accident, I can guarantee you, I wouldn't stop for Juji Fruit. June 5th, 2022. Hello. Hi. Method acting? That wasn't method acting. You just actually put some food in your mouth, but they weren't Juji Fruit. Yeah, I don't think it's method acting. They were almonds? Right? If it was method acting, I would have bought UG Fruits and gone to a theater and had sure. you call me and tell you you were in the hospital, maybe. Wow. That's method. Okay, but so they were nuts, right? Don't you start. What? I'm just letting the listeners know what you were eating. Uh-huh. That's what you're doing. It's... It's it's uh, trivia. It's it's uh, detail. Uh -huh. It's flavor for the show. Everyone should know that you had some nuts in your mouth. <laughs> okay. They were Marcona almonds. Nuts. <laughs> okay. Where's the post-it? Let's move on. First, she held them in her hand. Stop it. And they went in her mouth. <laughs> Um, We're 12. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, the biggest news that we had since the last episode is that The Pendant Shakespeare's um, Double Falsehood has a premiere date, and it's this month, June 15th. How wow. about that? So the new, next next new, I was going to say new, but it's not really new. It's hundreds of years old. Well. The next The next Pendant Shakespeare play is starting uh, in just a couple weeks. So now you have that to look forward to over the summer. Isn't that nice? Pretty cool. Summer Shakespeare. I mean, it's, I'm is sure it's new to someone. True. Yes, like Shakespeare in the Park and all that stuff. But that's, that's not thing. summer Shakespeare. You well, could have I think, winter in Shakespeare I think in the, the park. summer is implied. <laughs> not if you're in L.A. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's that's geologist. No. no. It's, it's locationist. Meteorologist? Locationist. No, that's not a thing. No, it is because I'm seeing... It's like, like you know... You're biased against some locations. No. Your location. We need to move on. This is not working. No, not at all. Not at all. But I'm going to leave it in because that's just how we roll. Yeah. Okay. Apologies. No. People listening to this know what they're getting into. I'm sure there are no new listeners checking out this show. But there are new listeners checking out our other shows, and this is cool. Um, nice segue. Thank you. So, um, oh, fuck. I dropped my nuts. Susan put her nuts all over my desk. <laughs> Stop it! Okay. Fine. You're going to clean up those crumbs? No. No? No. Oh, my God. Come wow. on, go on! Okay. So, a couple weeks back, Seminar made it up to number two on the iTunes charts in scripted sci-fi podcasts in South Korea. How about that? And it was number 12 in all of fiction in South Korea. That's really cool. Yeah, right? Who talked about us? And Genesis Avalon made it up to number 14 in sci-fi in Hungary. And The Kingery made it up to number 20 in sci-fi in Mexico. Welcome, international listeners. Right? We're That's... probably very confused as to what is going on in the show. <laughs> I don't know what has caused this you know, giant spike in listenership in other countries, but it's really cool. And 
you know, you sometimes forget because you make your podcasts and you put them out there and you forget that they go all around the world and anyone can get them. That's true. And so I'm. Uh, this was very surprising, but also very cool. So yes, welcome to all the new fans of those shows. Um, I'm going to just apologize now for TWIP, uh, but thank you for listening to all the others. Yes. We appreciate it. And if you're confused by this show, don't worry. So are we a lot of the time. Which really just explains it all. Yeah, it's like a shared experience. We're all confused by it together. Together! Yes. Okay, well, that's all the news that we have for this this episode. Nice. From half the other side of Atlanta, Georgia, we have Andrew Hackley on the line. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, how's it going, man? Oh, it's going all right. It's going all right. It's nice to be here in the other side of Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> it's pollen season. Oh, my goodness. It, yeah, no, uh, I've lived a few places where uh, cars get pollen. Uh, I don't know what it is about, like, the southeast area, especially. It's like once you get to a certain point, it's like, my car is dusted. Like, yep. it's, it's, it looks like someone got dusted right beside your car. It's like, ah, Thanos, couldn't you do that somewhere else, please? <laughs> I don't need Hawkeye on my car. <laughs> yeah, all the cars are yellow. Um, that's how you know you're in Atlanta. And we have two seasons, pollen and hot pollen. Oh, goodness. And, and then there's, like, winter, but not really. <laughs> Yeah, it's like winter for a week. Done. And then... Not even in December. <laughs> it's in January. Right, right. So, um, I don't know about you, but we've been getting rain over here on this side of town. Uh, yeah, uh, I actually... I love rain, actually, except when I had to record, in which case it's like, ah, could you not right now? Um <laughs> don't need that but no i love the rain uh i've actually got a little uh i I moved out to this area what four years ago and i actually have my own little house over here uh in canton oh yeah yeah uh and i got some tomatoes and basil and some like herbs growing so the rain is lovely because it means i get to be Mm -hmm. lazy i don't have to go get the watering can to water my vegetables and i like being lazy during the zombie apocalypse we planted a variety of things to grow in hopes to eat at them um the deer had other plans for us they thanked us for the salad that we left them though oh yeah you know i, yeah. I love deer but like like deer are majestic and graceful and as they as you can see them it's like it's gonna be a good day not and then you step in their poo <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay where's godzilla because <laughs> you ate my roses now you must pay uh, now, I, I've run into more deer in this area than I expected. I remember I used to go in walking near Alpharetta and mm-hmm. literally several times on this walking trail, it's like, turn the corner, deer. And it's mm-hmm. just, we're staring at each other like, okay, one of us should be running, right? I don't... <laughs> My backyard is a pass through. So we'll have three or four deer at any given point in time and upwards to 20. Wow. Yep. We have fawns, we have females, we have males. Um, one big dude with the whole set of antlers, we refer to him as the mother bucker. <laughs> Love it. Every now and then deer run through my backyard, but it's usually like very much in passing and like only in the fall. So I don't get a lot of that, unfortunately. But, you know, uh, I do like the area. Uh, I moved out here. Uh, like I said, four years ago, to try and pursue more voiceover opportunities, which still working on. Uh, but I, I've made a lot of good friends out here. I've had a lot of time to grow. It's It's been a good move. So even mm-hmm. if the uh, initial intention I'm still working on, uh, I'm this is an interesting area to be in. There's a lot of stuff going on, and that, and that definitely keeps things exciting. Yeah, a lot of stuff's happened here over the last couple of years. Um like a lot of movie and TV and it's become a, a huge uh, hotbed for that sort of thing. Oh yeah. It's partly because uh, Wilmington, North Carolina used to be the big place to go for movies and TV, but they made some rules to, that really affected how they got tax breaks on 
movie mm-hmm. and television productions, which meant everyone wanted to move to Atlanta, which is three been- hurricanes in six weeks that leveled that town didn't help either. No, no, not really. No, I moved out of here there right before that happened too. Uh, it didn't help, but you know the thing is, even with all that, I really wish there was more voice acting stuff out here. There's there's some, but mm-hmm. it's definitely more of a insider club. Like if you don't already know somebody, it is kind of hard to get in because uh, they're very good. Always in voice acting, they're looking for people who are recognizable. Uh, celebrities, of course, take a lot of parts. Uh, doesn't mean. All of us don't uh, keep trying, but definitely there's moments where it's like, I mean, I know you wanted to hire that guy, but I mean, there's there's me though. And um, <laughs> have you heard me? Uh, no. <laughs> so what got you into voice acting? Uh, you know, I've always loved acting. I mm-hmm. Since I was a kid, I loved acting. I like the idea of stepping out of yourself and being someone else. Uh-huh. Uh, I've always loved uh, that feeling of just for a little while, I'm going to be someone completely different. And mm-hmm. I get to take the parts of myself that resonate with this person and bring them out to their fullest uh, potential. So it means, you know, I'm not an evil person, but I have those moments. And if I get to play an evil character, I get to bring all those moments right up close and personal. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, I, I love that. I love uh, doing that. But um there's a lot of typecasting when it comes to acting and mm-hmm. that was frustrating because it's like i want to play the main character but do you look like a main character <laughs> um but i had an interesting voice uh and i was like let me see what i can do with this this i had this tool i have this tool i have naturally so uh that voice acting became very appealing to me because it's like let me uh give you this character let me bring this character to life in my own unique way that no one else can do. And you can't look at me and say, you don't look like the character because I don't have to look like it. I just have to- Sound like it. Exactly. Uh, and there's and acting is the biggest part of that for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I like being able to help bring something to life. And, uh, and years and years and years ago, I- jumped into it i think it's been over 10 years i've been doing voice acting things cool very cool um so how did you find your way over to pennant uh so back in the day uh years and years ago i was a part of a different audio drama called blue sky mm-hmm. which i got to play a character named tom who uh, complete jerk, complete jerk, but it got me to master a voice for it. And I talked to the guy who made it, which uh, he suggested I start auditioning for Pendant Productions because he knew some people in there. And I was told they're like, you know, the big leagues when it comes to audio dramas, because, you know, audio dramas are popular. There's tons and tons of people out there who make them. But, you know, when they talk Pendant Productions, they're talking about the people who are making the professional level productions, the ones that are original, that have a long history uh, tied to them, where they keep bumping episodes out. And uh, went on the website, saw a open part for Anabarbus. Yeah, Anabarbus from the uh, Antony and Cleopatra. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, I got it. And that got me to stick to it. And then uh, the thing I've done most for the Kingery is I got to play Doc in, in uh, or precisely for Pendant Productions. The thing I did for Pendant Productions is I played Doc in the Kingery. I took over the part. And I still remember it was it was hilarious because someone contacted me like, hey, do you want to take over this part? I'm like, sure. Uh, the previous person is no longer doing it. I'm like, oh. And then I read the script in the first episode literally has me talking about uh, God and then finishing off another character uh, in a spa room or something, which I'm like, oh, oh, this is going to be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the Kingery is an interesting place. (laughs) You know, honestly, I I love it for the fact that it doesn't hold back. There's a lot of things out there where it's like, we're going to, you know, do an entire production and it's going to be based on nothing but lewd content, which is fun at times sure 
Uh, but there's other people where it's like, well, we can't touch elude content. The content will allude to it. We'll hint at it, but we're not going to actually acknowledge it as being there. And that's fine too. But I love the fact that Kingry is like, we're going to ride the line. There is a story. There is an actual honest to goodness story here, but we're not going to let it hold us back from, you know, uh, whorehouses, drug use, uh, uh, everything else that goes on in the Kingry. And I love the fact that it is the content is not a something put in in place of the story it is an element of the story and i appreciate the heck out of that it's a casino it's the mob it's kind of part and parcel yeah like they you don't you guys you don't let the content override the story the story is as important as everything else the elements all add together and because you don't hold back it makes the entire story more interesting so it's not something where it's like and something happened in the background but you'll never know it's like no we're gonna tell you we'll tell you exactly what here let me let me give you the play-by-play with gross (laughs) tentacle noises in the background uh (laughs) i don't mean gross i'm sorry okay look that's not gross it's it's delightful and beautiful and wonderful (laughs) please don't kill me off this season (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so your your first role was in Antony and Cleopatra. Um, uh-huh. Was it just coincidence that um, we had an audition open for Shakespeare or was that something that you are drawn to? I've always had a hard time with Shakespeare. Every play. It's just, <laughs> okay, sure. I hear words. Mm-hmm. Okay. Honest to goodness, it was coincidence. Uh, I appreciate the heck out of Shakespeare and Shakespearean plays, but honestly, like a lot of it doesn't apply as well to modern day uh, stuff as we would wish. I mean, I think what Pendant Productions does with these has done with these things is great. But like you know, when you take a step back and look at let's say Romeo and Juliet under you know just a normal view, there's a lot of issues here uh the fact that literally it's like we just met each other we're in love let's kill each other it's like um do you guys want to maybe like go on a second date or something like no 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 but but there's a lot of moments where shakespeare has a fantastic job of do of doing uh for drama what very few people have done but admittedly uh it's not my go-to per se but i still appreciate the heck out of it uh Mm -hmm. i still love it for what it is uh, I'm playing in Abarbus. I found I loved playing him. I loved all the roles into it, but there was a moment where uh, the ending of Enobarbus was literally he goes and finds a ditch, and then he dies in it. And I always just find it like, wait, like does he get stabbed or poisoned? No, he just dies of what? A broken heart? Really? <laughs> Like, still love it. Still love it. I absolutely love it. But I always find that hilarious of, like... That's where George Lucas got the idea. Yeah, just, I feel so sad. Let me just jump in this ditch and die real quick. Uh, Let me do a Wilhelm scream while I do it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I love the line, like, you know, I alone am the villain of this world. Uh, I, I I love the lines that lead up to it. But to literally go find a ditch and just well bye is just hilarious to me in retrospect uh i hope i don't get beat up by shakespearean nerds now (laughs) (laughs) so um, someone's gonna bite their thumb at me (laughs) (laughs) i spit you spit at me i spit okay and we'll just call you a llama then (gasps) you cur (laughs) You mock me? Call me a llama? <laughs> I don't know. Um, llama. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> so Dawkins, what, what drew you to Dawkins? Because Dawkins an interesting dude. Uh, well, okay. So I'll tell you the, 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 I'll tell you the fanciful version, but I'll start off with saying they offered me a part and I said, oh yeah, sure. Um, but, <laughs> but, I fell in love with the part. I did. I fell in love with Dawkin. Uh, I love the fact that I literally got to come on talking uh, the way I did from the very beginning. 
being first off an openly gay character, which is fantastic because you don't have to have any kind of illusions or wonder. It's just, nope, I am openly gay. I am hitting on you. This is what I'm doing. Um, that was a lot of fun. And the fact that he literally comes on and he just starts talking about uh, his worldview. And I was like, this is fascinating. This is wonderful. I was really fun to do. Uh, and it got me to actually go, okay, well, since I'm taking on this part, let me go listen to the Kingery. And I did. And I fell in love with it. Like I had not listened to the Kingery before it. And then I got into it and I got hooked. I love, um, is it uh, Milan or Milan? Pete Milan? How do, uh, how do you Milan. say it? Pete Milan. Milan. Completely wrong. Uh, Pete Milan, the way he uh, had pulled off uh, Tommy was uh, amazing to watch and see. Uh, so many other people in the show did a fantastic job of bringing these characters to life. You know, a uh, guy mm -hmm. who's playing Zeph loved his uh, acting <laughs> too, got hooked on that. Um, you know, so once I like, got to the episodes of Zeph, I'm like, that's my boyfriend right there. Um, <laughs> In character, uh, but I fell in love with it. I, I did. I really liked uh, playing it. There, there was a sometimes where I didn't have a lot of uh, voice acting things going on, and then you know a few months ago by, and then suddenly I get something where it's like new season of the Kingery. I'm like, I hope I'm still alive. Um, still alive. You had a twist, and I, Dawkin, you know, Dawkin was. We were very disappointed in Dawkin's behavior. Look, I, well, one, one thing I will say before going to that, which uh, my highlight, uh, I will say real quick, was I got to progressively get angrier and angrier at Tommy uh, during that one season. And mm -hmm. you have no idea how much pleasure I got first off on the episode where I get to call uh, Tommy a raging asshole. Uh, and then the episode where I have to watch over him and call him Tommy McFucknuts. Uh, I don't know if I can curse on this, so you may have to bleep me, okay. sorry. Um, I loved calling the, him that so much. I think I took that line like five or six times. I'm like, I'm going to say this as many times as I can, because how often do you get to say that particular uh, order of words? Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And then it got to the point where... Uh, I love the writers. The writers are awesome. The writers are awesome. Love it. Uh, love the lines I get to have when I get to be super snarky and insult someone. That is some of my favorite parts. Because mm -hmm. uh, Dokken, when he decides to tell you what he thinks, he tells you what he thinks. And yes. you gotta love a character who's just, all right, I'm not gonna, let me go ahead and tell you exactly how I feel right now. Um, but Dokken got to the point where he slummed it. Uh, <laughs> I love the line sometimes i like to slum it i love saying that line but then even i remember reading the script and being like wait what am i doing talking how dare you and i actually got uh my soon-to-be boyfriend crossing fingers to uh listen to the kingery and he started loving talking too and he got to the episode and he's like oh i can't know i wonder what's gonna happen and then he gets to the end of the episode and he goes silent i'm like hon and he goes I, I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you do that to Zeph. I'm like, it wasn't me, I swear. Sometimes I like to slum it. Um, <laughs> that line got me in trouble. Um, yeah. But it's what I did in my defense. I was brainwashed. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 I apologies still about. <laughs> uh, look, I I apologize to Zeph. I'll apologize to you. I'm I can never apologize enough for what I did. It's even though I don't remember it, the feeling of Tommy's hands on me. Uh, no, no, it's, I can't even. <laughs> apology accepted. Uh, <laughs> we'll, leave, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> If I give you graphic details, no. <laughs> uh, no, I, I will. One thing that was really fun is when I first got in, I was trying to sound like the original uh, Dokken. And mm -hmm. slowly, I brought my own thing into it. So mm -hmm. I know the first few episodes I was struggling because I was trying to stay as low as possible through the entire thing. And then I'm like, okay, let me go up a pitch and see what happens. And 
they use the higher lines. Like, let me go higher. So now Dawkins sounds more like me and I can put more character into him because of it uh, right. and give him more depth. And that was one of the things that was fun about it. So uh, you kind of want to transition. You don't want it to be too jarring for the listener, right? Yeah. Like I want to come on just, hi, I'm Dakin. Like, no, it was, it, I, I took on what was there and I adapted it and it's still a lot of fun. And, and I will you should say, make it your own because you're doing it now. Yeah, it was, I'm so, it's one of my favorite parts. I will definitely say it's one of my favorite parts to play. Uh, and I am like in the latest seasons. Uh, I definitely like the uh, the comeback arc of Duncan mm-hmm. and Zeph. That's been, like I, I reading those scripts have been like, oh, like I'm very much just <laughs> like physically, oh my, it's so adorable. Uh, so it's been a fun to be a part of bringing those two back together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a good season. I'm, I'm oh, yeah. looking forward to where we're going next after all of the uh, after the holy crap moment at the end of uh, the finale. And I just, I just. I'm hoping I keep on surviving so I can play him longer. But <laughs> I, like I every every time a script comes out, I just I have a mental moment of, well, this is the one. Nope. Oh, I'm still here. Okay, good. Like I know I don't know if I'm getting written off at some point, but I know that the Kingry is one of those things where um anything can happen and that's what makes it such a good play. So it means if even if uh I have a limited uh, even if I do end up getting off, I know it'll be done in a way that adds to the entirety of it. Uh, and, you know, mm-hmm. who knows? There might be a clone of me out there. You never know. And I could have an evil twin. if you get killed off, that doesn't mean you can't come back. <laughs> True. Maybe I can come back as a robot. You never know. Give, We've give had the, uh... dead characters come back before. Oh, yeah. Give Zeph some robo-loving. <laughs> <laughs> moving off of pendant stuff you have stuff that you're working on outside of pendant uh yeah uh over the last few years like i said i've been trying to find more things to get into uh i've done some indie games with a friend of mine uh where dating sims because something about this voice just really sounds natural in a dating sim and i don't really know why uh <laughs> those are eh, i i am looking to get more of those uh and I also help a friend of mine, uh, Wolf Fire Media. Uh, he does a audio drama of his own called, oh, it's the League of Something. Oh my gosh, I feel horrible because I should know this off the top of my head. But I get to play uh, a gay space pirate. And <laughs> oh, the group of rather unusual blokes. And I get to play a a, a gay space pirate named Doc, uh, no, Oh my gosh, uh, Dax. Yes, Dax. Uh, and I get to be fabulous. We actually did a joke episode where uh, we had a Halloween party and anyone who dressed more fabulous than I got sent into the uh, vacuum of space uh, because that is the number one rule in my party. If you dress more fabulous than I, you're just going to have to go. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, right now I am working on... Uh, writing an audio drama, my first audio drama, and I am hoping it goes places. I've got one episode written, I've got a casting for it, and I'm working on figuring out how to get it to a good level. I may well bring it to Bendon, uh, but it's it's my baby. It is something that has been in my mind for a while, and I am going to see how far I can take it. Cool. That should be interesting um, i can talk it, a little bit about it yeah i was gonna say i know you don't want to <laughs> give away too much uh all i will say um it's about a it's about a man who gets the opportunity to interview a genie and through that he makes the connections he needs to start going to the places where the shadows lie where myths are born or die where legends exist but don't really where gods deities monsters where all of them exist but we don't get to learn about them 
and he interviews them and learns more about their lives. Uh, it's meant to be an anthology where a lot of different monsters and etc. can be shown. And it's meant mm-hmm. to be modern day. So it means I may be taking some classic uh, creatures from all over and putting them in what are they doing today kind of scenarios. Mm-hmm. I I have a good idea for it. It's going to be massive. So it's why it's going to take some time to get it together. But I feel like it's got good potential. It's been something I've been thinking about for a while. Uh, I feel like it has potential to be something. I don't know fully what yet, but I feel like it has the potential to be something. Well, good luck with that. Um, I need need it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you know, um, on past interviews with Tilly and Susan, um, TWIP episodes 50 and 100, um, the three of us talked about um, pitching and writing and editing and all that. So that may be a source of information for you to help you move forward. I am writing that down now. I intend to go back to those episodes and give them a listen. Uh, I welcome Tilly. <laughs> look at all this advertising going on. I, I definitely will give it a listen. Um, I have a lot of ideas of where this could go. And I, this is something where I'm willing to put a lot of effort into it. Uh, Cause the one thing I've learned over the last few years is uh, you know, you keep on trying to get into things, you keep on putting your name out there. And I'm still, by all means, you know, anyone who's in voice acting, never give up, always keep trying. You're going to get turned down plenty of times. I'm being turned down plenty of times. But every now and then you land something that means a lot to you. Dokken has been a lot to me over the last however many years it's been. And uh, I feel like I want to create something that can mean a lot to other people. Uh, I want this to be an opportunity for uh, some people I know out there uh, who have amazing talent to have an opportunity to give some characters uh, life to really put themselves into it. I got a friend mm-hmm. who uh, I've already going to be uh, calling on, uh, Justin Tovar, to uh, play one character coming up in an episode, which is going to be a gender fluid werewolf. And I'm working uh, with them on a regular basis to try and make sure that it's appropriate but also uh, to make it a really good story because uh, I'm kind of, I'm, 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 I've got a lot of fun ideas and the one I've got for that one, I can't even go in full detail, but there's a lovely bit of spite in there and who doesn't love a good story of spite. All right. Spite is like flavor of the week. Exactly. A little bit of revenge. And I won't say more because <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I don't want to give it away. I do, but I don't want to give it away. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. I well, totally we don't make you give it away. <laughs> Are you working on any other projects? I am not at the moment. Uh, mostly just put my name out there, dishing where I can, uh, finding new things to do, you know, uh, big part of this is just making sure you keep on going out there and seeing what's going on. I, there's one thing which uh, I am working on a fr- uh, with a friend on a game, but we're so we're not even an alpha or anything right now on it. Okay. So uh, I am hoping it's going to be, I think it's going to be amazing, but it'll allow me to be an evil game show host. And that is... <laughs> Yeah, it's something where if we make it uh, and you hear me in this, you're gonna hate me, and that's okay. <laughs> it's 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 it, if we get it done, which I've I've got a lot of faith in my friend. Uh, we're gonna piss off a lot of people, and that's gonna that's gonna be fun. So that's gonna be a lot of fun to me. Yeah, I'm having Running Man flashbacks when you say evil game show host. I go back to. Uh... <laughs> Richard, Richard Dawson and Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in my head, it's Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, it's Legends of the Hidden Temple meets just someone real slight. Uh, oh, uh, meets Danganronpa. Meets who now? Uh, it's a video game. Weeb video ah. game. Yeah, evil, evil teddy bear 
uh, trying to kill everyone. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, it's, it, yeah, it'll be delightful, delightfully evil. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. <laughs> um, okay, so let's move on to bullet questions. I don't know if we did this way back when, um, when I last interviewed you. Back on episode 70. Long time ago. Yeah, 2014, I think. You may have the longest time between interviews. I know when I interviewed M for the previous clip, it had been, I think we thought we came up with like six years, but yours may be the longest in between. Oh, maybe I'll have new answers then. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, honestly, the last, geez, more than six years, the last, since 2014, uh, I've gained a lot more confidence in a lot of stuff I do. So hopefully that <laughs> I, I feel, I feel a lot better about the stuff I do lately. And then I will say to anyone who's getting into the industry, um, uh, don't give up as long as you got life and you keep going. But no, I've, I, uh, it, 2014 is a long time ago and I'm definitely different than I was back then. Well, that's before, you know, the zombie apocalypse and all the fun stuff that we've gotten to do during. I wish it was a better zombie apocalypse because I'd love to be like, hey, hey, Dave, what's your kill count? (laughs) Oh, I'm giving it zero stars on Yelp. Uh, I know, right? Yeah. I bought this monk spade for nothing. And if you get that reference, then you too got the uh, zombie apocalypse guide. (laughs) All right. There are no wrong answers, usually. And um, oh, I'll find them. <laughs> <laughs> First, you know, thing that comes to mind that that is, you know, what's appropriate for you. So favorite Muppet? Uh, Gonzo. Gonzo. Favorite pizza topping? Uh, in, mm, bacon? Bacon. It's second favorite tomatoes, but but bacon. Okay. Um, favorite Marvel movie or TV show? Uh, we have a Ooh. whole bunch of those. Oh, that's that's a tough one. Now, shoot. Um, there are so many now. Endgame was, I feel, the finest movie of all time which some people might disagree with me but no other movie had the number of lead-up movies to it to lead to the most epic moments like just nostalgia wise that Endgame had I mean that Avengers Assemble line if you didn't have goosebumps just yeah you you don't you yeah uh it was nerd Vana I saw that thing twice (laughs) Uh, I saw thing twice within 12 hours, uh, opening night. So there you go. And then favorite TV show, Loki, because, hey, you know what? I like me some Loki. Nothing wrong with Loki. No, well, I, I'm going to be cosplaying as him. That's right. I am that much of a nerd. Oh, for uh, when Dragon Con comes to town? Exactly that. Excellent. Excellent. Um, all right. So we talked about Marvel. Let's talk about DC. Equal time. Favorite DC movie slash TV show? Ooh. See, no. I said Marvel was tricky. I was lying. DC, though. Um, I am going to say the... Oh, my gosh. That's a really hard question. Uh, oh, We asked the hard-hitting questions here on it. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Young Justice? Okay. Because the season, I haven't seen the latest, latest season of Young Justice, but the one they did on like the DC Universe before it went over to HBO Max had, first off, a giant leap in drama over the last season, but second off, had a cast of uh, openly gay characters, uh, characters that were gender fluid, uh, Mm -hmm. characters who felt like outcasts, and were underrepresented who had a chance to represent themselves and just the fact that they gave so many characters so many different types of people 
a chance to stand out as heroes, I think was touching and amazing and beautiful. And I can only hope more uh, productions are willing to do that because uh, people, if you're different, you need to have representation that makes you feel normal in media. It's why things like Steven Universe uh, and a few other shows are so great because they make you feel you're not the outcast, you're normal, and you shouldn't feel like an outcast because you're beautiful the way you are. Well said. So Thank I have you. a feeling I know how you're going to answer this next one. Oh, no. I'm favorite, predictable. Favorite movie or TV show again, Star Trek. D Space Nine. Really? Yeah. Um, okay. Because if we're talking Star Trek, mm-hmm. uh, Next Generation had a great job of displaying different worlds, but the worlds were the characters more than the main cast. You learned about how this society works, how that society works, and the cast had moments, but they were the set pieces to the world building. Same with Voyager. Voyager also was great. Um, Deep Space Nine had more character building than any of the other ones, in my opinion because the characters from episode one to the final season evolved, you know, mm-hmm. episode one, Julian is drastically different than final yes. episode, Julian. That's true. Um, yeah. And you end up learning to love and hate different species. You know, however you feel about the Cardassians, the first time you see them by the time it gets to the end of it, I'm like, I mean, yeah, they're jerks, but they have a culture, they have a society. Uh, also, uh, Garrick and Julian were gay for each other. I don't care what anyone tells me. They were a gay couple. <laughs> I refuse to be told otherwise. If you are arguing with me, you are wrong. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I, I, yeah. Uh, oh, I love Garrick. I thought Garrick was one of the best characters on that show. Hands down. Oh, my goodness. Just the fact that he was a, every line he had where he was just like, you know, uh, Telling the truth is an excuse of uh, imagination. Every line he has is beautiful and amazing, and I loved him. Uh, and he is an inspiration for probably a few uh, things I've done over the last few years, for sure. Uh, but I love Garrick. And, you know, uh, Cisco is Jesus, so. <laughs> okay. Um, and, of course, we have to give equal time. So, favorite movie or TV show of Star Wars? Rogue One. Rogue One, okay, very cool. Uh, it had, it made me cry. It, I mean, Star Wars has had some ups, it had some downs, but Rogue uh-huh. One, it was a movie that used the Star Wars as a background, but told its own story. It didn't have to tie itself mm-hmm. to the rails like some of these things do. It created a story that was touching, and the fact that they died the way they like they literally did the ending was like that's what solidified it because like look at all these people and they are literally giving their lives for the better good and it's heartbreaking well but, they had to i mean because they're not going to show up anywhere else except for salt they're, they're, i mean they're just, they don't show up in anything that has been out there so it, it's kind of like with rebels the whole ezra thing okay if Ezra's alive, where the heck has he been in all of the other stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, with that, and I find it hard to go and watch some of this Clone Wars stuff because it's like, no matter what you say or do, Anakin has one ending. So Mm -hmm. no matter how hard, you're like, look at him getting along with his Padawan. Uh -uh, Uh-uh, uh-uh, no. But it's not just Anakin's story. And it's not just about, you know, where he's going. It's how he gets there. Sure. But it's and, hard for me to be And it's not like... just about Anakin. Ahsoka's story across that whole series, especially season seven. Um, seven was the last one that was released. Right, seven? Uh, don't. I need to watch it. I haven't yet. And Her it's story... because I struggle so much with the idea that like, I can't root for Anakin. He he did something so dark work. I can't vote for I can't yeah. root for past you. I can't root for future you. <laughs> yeah. But Ahsoka's character arc from when she's 
when she starts off as Anakin's Padawan to becoming a knight in her own right and then, you know, walking away from the Order. And then seeing her in The Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett and knowing that there's going to be a whole show on Ahsoka. And she has one of the greatest, her, her, my favorite line of hers in Boba Fett when um, Mando says to her, like, what are you doing here? When she's there with, you know, Luke training area. And she's like, I'm a friend of the family. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I, wow, yeah. there's understatement. <laughs> Seriously. I haven't, like I said, I need to watch all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I keep trying, I will try again. I keep getting told by my coworkers and whatnot, you need to get through it. I'm like, I yes. know, but yeah, I'll try. I'll try. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> Can people find you on social media? Uh, yeah, I am on Twitter. I don't use it very often. Uh, I do have a Twitter. I believe it's at Dex Audio, and I am checking that now. Mind the typing noises in the background. And I do have a website. I'll let you know that in a sec. Maybe it's Audio Dex. Technical difficulties. <laughs> uh, yeah, at Audio Dex. Uh, okay. A-U-D-I-O-D-E-X. And... Uh, I can be easily reached out there anytime uh, if anyone wants to reach out to me for anything. And I do have a website and it is uh, dexhackleyaudio.com, D-E-X-H-A-C-K-L-E-Y audio.com, where anyone can reach out to me and contact me anytime. And, you know, I'm out and about. I'm easily reached. And people can find me on Twitter at JG underscore QA and on Facebook, facebook.com, J-O-R-D-A-N dot G-O-T-T-L-I-E-B dot five zero three six. And um, thank you so much for spending time with me this evening. It was it's been a pleasure. lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It was, it was. I, I, I feel like being in this industry, uh, Anytime you get to talk and be open about that kind of stuff, it's a blast. So thank you for letting me be on here. And uh, if Tilly, if you're listening, thank you for the opportunity of giving me and being part of the Kingry. I'm so <laughs> touched. Please don't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we will kick this back to Tilly and Susan. It's over. It's over. It's over. Just the interview. It's over. All right, everyone, remember Pulp Today is on every Monday. Yeah. And Writer's Block is on every Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out Wednesday, June 8th, Kingery Season 11 Hiatus Special Episode 3. Do we call them episodes? It's just Special, special three. 3, I special guess. Special 3. That's fine. Coming out Wednesday, June 15th, Double Falsehood, Act 1, The Pendant Shakespeare. My gracious father... This unwanted strain visits my heart with sadness. Why, my son? Making my death familiar to my tongue digs not my grave one jot before the date. I've worn the garland of my honours long. I would not leave it withered to thy brow, but flourishing and green. Worthy the man, who, with my dukedoms, heirs my better glories. This praise, which is my pride, spreads me with blushes. Think not that I can flatter thee, my Roderick, or let the scale of love o'erpose my judgment. Like a fair glass of retrospection, thou reflectest the virtues of my early youth, making my old blood mend its pace with transport, while fond Enrique, thy irregular brother, sets the large credit of his name at stake, a truant to my wishes and his birth, his taints of wildness, Hurt our nicer honor. Coming out Wednesday, June 29th, Seminar, episode 105. Zebra. 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 Zebra? Zebra? Zephyr. Zephyr? Zephyr! 
Zephyr. Zephyr. Jared, what are you doing? I'm trying to get some work done downstairs, but you're distracting me like crazy, repeating yourself over and over. Oh, I've been meaning to show you. I am almost done creating a completely synthetic version of my voice. What is that even? I recorded myself reading every word in the dictionary and uploaded it to the cloud with this little app called Voxbox. Here, let me type a quick sentence to show you how it works. Now, Voxbox can do all my voiceover gigs and even make phone calls for me. It's amazing! La la la, the show is almost done. Yay! <laughs> okay, that's the end of the program. That's the end of the show. <gasps> oh no. I forgot you strung those all together at the end. I did it. Now there's a new one. How many one. are back there? Like five. All right. That's not that bad. Maybe six now with this one. I haven't counted them in a while. I don't know. Okay. It's just one file and I just drop it in there every time. Mm. You know, it's great. It's the, uh, okay. <laughs> Be sure to stop by the website at pendantaudio.com. Um, okay. Oh, Dear, I got all messed up. The Facebook page at facebook.com slash pendant audio. We're on Twitter at pendant web. You can find us on Tumblr at pendantaudio.tumblr.com. You can look us up on YouTube and did I forget something? I don't, I don't know. know. Whoa. That's it. My whole brain decided to de-brain. That's in the good middle enough. Of Basically, you get the idea. We are findable. We are. Look <laughs> us up wherever you feel like. Yeah. Maybe we'll be there. It's probable. Maybe we won't. It's a mystery. Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> we'll see you back here next month. Or maybe we won't. You don't know. This is Susan Bridges. And Tilly Bridges. Thanks for listening. Yeah, no, we'll be back next month. Yeah, we will. Yeah. But the thank you part is totally sincere. Always. Everything else is debatable. For sure. It's it's uh, trivia. It's it's uh, detail. Uh-huh. It's flavor for the show. Everyone should know that you had some nuts in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're confused by this show, don't worry. So are we. The theme to TWIP is Mr. Exposition by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 at creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0. The end of the show. At 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 the end of the show.